Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my yes! fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is your it's weekly examination of all things all. metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. So you can find us all over the place. If you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes, feel free to go ahead and do that. That's one way to get a hold of us. Also, you can listen to us every Monday right here at MetalSucks.net. And we got a little podcast page, if you haven't noticed that. Click on the podcast page, you can listen to all the old podcasts. They're all listed right there in one foul swoop if you will so all the fabulous interviews we've had with so many people over the past year there's some great ones stacked right there no actually there's, there's some, some good great stuff. ones but I, i'll tell you if you get through this one mm, this is a good and one you want more i'm gonna be a little surprised we have uh we, we've been trying to get somebody on the podcast for quite some time his name is nick hippa and he is a member, of course, formerly of Azalea Dying, and now of the band Woven War. And um, and you're playing a new song from Woven War in this episode, right? Dude, totally, man. Uh, they've right. got a brand new song called The Mason, which we're going to play that in this episode. And we, no, Not our, the Carpenter. <laughs> the, Mason. the Mason. That's right. Exactly. I wonder if that's a... Is that a... Is, is, what's the conspiracy theory? Is that... Um, Oh, oh damn it! What, like not, Jesus' not, brother? No, was, no, no, not Bilderberg. Uh, the uh, what are the, 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 the son of a bitch? I'm screwed. I have, <laughs> Alex Jones is going to hate me. What, what the hell? I don't know my theories what, well enough. Jason was a mason. Uh, Jesus was a mason, and not a not a <laughs> not a carpenter. Oh no! no. Uh, this is, no, I'm screwed. My brain ain't functioning correctly right now. <laughs> it's okay though. But this, uh, we we wanted to interview him for a while because, of course, Obviously. there's been so much stuff coming out with Tim Lambesis getting sentenced and all the stuff that's happened with Azalea dying, and a lot of silence unless they were poked and prodded into making some kind of statement on Facebook or wherever that we, you know, you never heard from the other side of the camp. You never got a word from. Anybody from the old Azalea Dying Band other than Tim Lambesis. And finally, we got a chance to talk to Tim, talk to Nick and really kind of lay things out, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and I got to say, I think just about everything we wanted to know, Nick was willing to talk to I, us about. Totally, man. He was definitely a forthcoming about pretty much everything. Pretty, we, pretty much. There's a couple things that I'm curious about just because I'm morbid. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, beyond that. Everything this you what were you saying right before we started recording it was perfect. You were saying like they, they've been quiet all this time. You know that Nick doesn't want to necessarily talk about it. And the thing is, is that nobody after you listen to this interview, uh, everybody else who does interviews, you don't have to ask him anything else. Right? Listen to this one because <laughs> it's all <laughs> go ahead. It's all right there. Go ahead. Ask Nick where did you, what was the inspiration for the name Woven War? You well, know, go um, ahead and do that. The only thing we didn't ask was worshiper. Oh, that was the only how, how we, thing. How we got skunked on worshiper? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that may be uh, because we find out about his Christian values in this uh, interview uh-huh. as well, 
We talk about Christianity. We talk about woven war. We talk about all the stuff with him, including the interview that he did with Ryan Downey and a, a bunch of other stuff. So we, we're turning this episode. We're, we're, we're going to shut our asses up and we're basically <laughs> going to turn it over to us talking to talking to Nick because we got to talk to him for over an hour. And I think that's more interesting than anything. It's, it, 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 it's much more interesting than us talking about Slipknot and Mudvayne and uh, Mushroom Head going on tour, which that was the other option for a topic today. So. That's, I haven't heard that song in like three weeks. It doesn't matter. It's still in, it's still in my head. All right. Well, let's get to it then. The Metal Sucks Podcast with Nick Hippa. What's going on? It's uh, Chuck and Godless from uh, the Metal Sucks Podcast, man. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you, man? Oh, doing good, man. Doing good. Great to hear from you. Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> man, we have been talking about getting you on this uh, show for a while. Now. And we are so excited that you are willing to talk take, to take us now. Yeah, yes. definitely. We're looking forward to talking about everything with you for a little while. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, whatever, whatever <laughs> you guys want. And thanks for thanks for um, you know being really patient. Uh, you know, we had just we discussed maybe talking uh, you know a little bit early in the year, but I think you know we, we kind of wanted to just maybe just wait a little bit, and I think now the timing is is pretty good. Was that your call or the lawyer's call? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was that was. I think just the the resounding sentiment amongst everyone. It's just like let everything that's happening just kind of play out and just not focus on on those things because we're ultimately we're involved in it, but it's not part of our lives. But ultimately, when we when we knew we were going to come around to talking about woven war, we would have to talk about it um, then. So we would rather have just saved it, you know, and and done it when we needed to, and not any earlier. Well, that's my first question to you is. Uh is how are you doing, man? How, how are you? Has anybody asked Nick how Nick is doing? <laughs> how are you? How are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like all things considered, even even the past year, like it was definitely a challenging year. You know, professionally having having our our careers pretty much just compromised in the way it was, and also some you know some personal things different guys in the band had going on, but. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, there's still so much for us to be, like, I guess just thankful for. And we, I think we're, we try and be pretty positive guys. And we, we live in a, a beautiful place, you know. Like, I, I was surfing all, all last year because I was home a ton. You know, I, I have my health. Like, I, just, I don't know, there's so many things to be happy about. And we were working on music. So even though there was a lot of things that we could chalk up into the, like, man, this is kind of a bummer category, like, I don't think we ever let it just, like, truly defeat us and, you know, bring us down. So... Um, thank you for asking. I think I think you know myself and the rest of the guys are doing just fine. Now, I mean, have you had that positive attitude throughout the whole thing, or has it been just like everything else, like up and down and all over the place? You know, just sort of random as it comes at you. I, well, definitely, there's some times where we were all pretty down, you know, or like personally, I just had things going on, and I'm like, man, this this kind of sucks. You know, I'm not I'm not like exactly stoked, but I, I I was always raised. You know, like my mom had always just told me that you, know, you can't really, you can't really dwell on the things that you have no control of, and that you, know, you have to, you have to just focus on what it is that you can, that you can do within situations that that get presented or built around you. So I always just tried to, try to, I guess, lean more on that. You know, like that was just the way I, I was raised. So you know, when, when things did start to kind of get lame, I was just like, man, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to go surf for two hours and just try and think about what I should do, and then we'll come back and you know, play music and see what comes of it from then. And I think that kind of process also um, really, you know, really yielded some like music that me and the rest of the guys are proud of because we didn't really know what to do other than like pick up our guitars and just riff around, you know. So was it like stressful or depressing or was it like all the stages of like one of those relationships that go sour you know what I mean yeah I mean it was it was everything you know we we were angry we were upset we were disappointed we were sad um but it, it one of the things that's like you know that people I think the, like people on the outside don't realize is that this is a very personal personal situation for us because it, it wasn't about the band it was about people that a lot of people that that were a huge part of our lives yeah so, um Tim, Tim's ex-wife w- was somebody that we had had like lived with and toured with, and you know, known for over a decade. You know, this was somebody that was like family to us. And when they when they adopted, you know, when she adopted those kids, we adopted them into our lives. So they, you know, they were family to us. And you know, when he had decided to leave them a year, you know, a year before this all went down, that was that created a lot of turmoil within the band. And so then it was just a very heavy and complex situation that. Nobody, nobody really understands. It's not just like, oh, hey, like we're in a band and everything's fine, and all of a sudden this guy like makes a mistake, and then you know this is what happens. It's, it was this long process that was very involved. That um, before, during, and afterwards, you know, still, still weigh, weighs heavy on us, you know, to to a certain extent. So um, yeah, I think we we experienced like every emotion you, you would you would think. Yeah, I mean, you talk to band members, and you guys spend day and night not, and on the road together. And, I mean, it's more of a family. They're brothers and, and, and all that. So, I mean, that's that's got to be painful to watch, especially when you have no control over that, that situation that you're just kind of an observer seeing what's going on. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it is interesting that you bring that up because you – or at least refer to it as, as being an observer because, you know, we, we definitely were flies on the wall to somebody just going down a path that – that was very sad to see them go down. And um, when you are that involved with each other, you try and you try and you try and you, you you hope to reason with somebody and maybe just get them to see like, hey man, you know, what are you doing? But you know, so some people just can't can't be reached because they either they're super stubborn or that they think they know better. And it just it was just a very intric- intricately complicated dynamic. And we always just try to to focus on how to make things work. You know in spite of a lot of the things that we didn't agree on, you know, towards the end of the, you know, the past few years, I guess. I think a lot of fans after this all went down, you know, obviously everybody was just like, what's going first, what's going on? And then, Hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) because you guys were absolute radio silence for man, a good part of a year, you know? So yeah, I guess it's kind of curious. I think everybody wants to know, like, from the inside, did you see this train going off the tracks? Did this hit the station that you thought it was going to hit, or something different? I mean, what 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 were you kind of seeing happening uh, uh, as as Tim was kind of going off the rails? I think anybody in a band, any dude in a band who is possibly listening to this, they they are very well aware of of their bandmates' highs and their lows. You know, they're the strengths of their characters and, and their flaws. And you kind of just ex- accept each other for it. I mean, even, you know, I, I think even to the extent that you're like, man, you know, this, this dude sucks, but like, he's got all this other things going for him. But for us, you know, we started to just 
see the degradation of character to it's like, man, like there's nothing like really redeeming here. Here, it's just like this guy is losing touch, and like, what do we do? You know, like this is somebody that we're involved with at multiple levels, and so we just, I don't know, we just tried to keep things together as as well as we could, and not let any of those things like ruin the the band and and, and what we had what we had built. But when this had happened, I think we were. I think we were surprised. Like, we weren't shocked like everyone else. This came out of the blue for everyone else. Like, attempted murder is Margaret. So, yeah. for us, for us, we did not expect things to go as far as they did, but it, it wasn't completely, like, out of the question, out of character. In our mind, we were just like, man, he just, he, like, even managed to do something like this gnarly. Like, that, that sucks. Um, and it just, part of the reason why we chose not to say anything because, you know, for as much as we've been around and to see, you know, so many poor decisions and just act, actions on his behalf, like, we just never felt like it was, it was our place to try and, like, speak negatively at his character. And we still have no desire to. Like, the, the, whole, the whole point with, with him now is that he just, he just needs, he needs to figure out a lot of things and he needs... He needed help in, in, in a big in a big way that was beyond anything that any of us or anybody else around him, his friends or family, could could figure out. So it's just still not our place to try and to try and put him down because he's made himself look pretty bad already, you know. And he's he's ruined a lot of people's lives, and you know, in the process. So we just didn't really want to say anything because we didn't really have anything to say. Like everything that was coming out and everything that people were hearing were what was happening. But for for us, like the only times we we were drawn to like make statements were when he'd taken it upon himself to to do things that that in our minds were, were just kind of I don't know just kind of like crazy just to, to to make statements on behalf of us well he was drawing you guys in like he was kind of trying it felt like he was trying to pull you guys into it yeah and, and, he, and he definitely succeeded in that but he only succeeded in that to the extent where it's like if somebody is somebody saying something that's that's just not true and it negatively affects you you just we we had to say something we had to respond and, and it was it just bothers me so much that we even gave into it you know but it's like you can't let this be out there like i i couldn't imagine us you know putting up another woven war song or putting up another you know studio update knowing that somebody challenged our character or tried to make light of a situation that they created and make themselves look like the victims and blame everyone else when Really, there's there's truly victims in this situation that nobody knows of, and they are 100% victims by by his, you know, by his activities and everything. So it's just it was just wrong, and I, I just it sucks that we even had to say anything because we would rather have just focused on on the music and what we were doing and, and the future. But we we were it was just instigated, I think, in those two instances, and and now you know the timing is. Has come, or the time has come where we, we have to talk about Wilmore, we have to like try and promote this record and so you know these questions and things that people want to want to know about you know that's something we're going to have to address so we're not going to just shy away from it because yeah. it's an important it's an important part of our past and it, it ultimately dictated our present and, and you know our future well you guys I mean you definitely took I would say no matter what you guys took the high road in in, in the end of all all, all of 
all of this. Well, you got off the road. Yeah, well, exactly. It's like, and and by not saying anything, that's de- taking yeah. the high road. You're not okay. criticizing. Yeah. You're not you're not speaking to it. So I I totally get that, and I and I applaud you for that. But at the same time, it left a lot of people going, "Well, what happened to you guys? Are you guys okay?" You know, like for those people who were concerned about you, and I'm sure the people that were close to you obviously know. But as far as fans and stuff are concerned, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe that was like, you know, that was a really hard call for us to not like. I guess communicate as as much as we did because while while there is the you know the capacity for us to um, you know to potentially say something that gets that gets construed as negative, there is also the I guess the place where we do need to just like let the people who love us and support us just know that we're all right. And I think we just chose silence either way because we just didn't want to risk run the risk of of creating drama. Like that's the last thing any of us any of us wanted. So. You know, for anybody that that was concerned and, and is maybe a little bit upset that we didn't say anything sooner, it it wasn't it wasn't out of, of disrespect or the fact that we weren't grateful for that support. It's just we we felt like by doing so we run the risk of, of opening up ourselves or opening ourselves up to something that could be viewed as as negative. So we just decided it wasn't worth it. Um, so. Yeah, our apologies to anybody that we we bummed out for not. Well, well, I earlier. think I think it's great that you're coming out and talking now and being open about it because you know Chuck and I were talking like before saying, we got on the phone. Be, yeah. yeah, like someday they're going to make a movie about this whole situation, and the question would be who plays Nick Hippa, right? Is it going to be Brad Pitt or is it going to be some extra? And you know, you're 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 going to come out and make sure that Brad Pitt is playing Nick Hippa, right? Um, well, kind of. I, I think I'm going to opt for Jason Momoa, the dude that, uh, <laughs> that plays Call Drogo. Nice, dude. Know? So that's that's the only thing I would add to that. that <laughs> I don't know. I don't get me started on Game of Thrones, man. I don't. Even want to, I don't want to go down that road. So was as I lay dying. Was 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 Tim's role in AILD like sort of at risk before this even all went down, just because of how crazy he was getting? Oh uh, no, man! I mean, like Tim, Tim was Tim started the band, you know, and he uh, he was the vocalist, and he he was the guy that everyone identified with, you know. Kids, so many kids looked up to Tim, and you know, we that was never lost on us. And for us, we never we had never gotten to a position where you know over the past several years we're like, oh, somebody needs, somebody needs to go, you know. It was just like, man, these are everyone's personalities, you know. Like I have my quirks, like Phil has his quirks. Everyone has their quirks, and you're just like, man, like we're just in the most involved situation like involved relationship and granted he started to get like tim started to kind of you know really get out there but we always just try to be professional and, and make things work and so it's like man i mean this if this person's going to keep on doing what they're going to be doing like how do we like how do you coexist with somebody and and not let it destroy the the you know this thing that we we built and we we i guess we always just try and find a way around circumstances that we don't understand and for us, even though I think all of us were getting pretty unhappy towards the end, there we would we would never get to a position where we'd be like, oh, like this guy needs to be replaced because Chip, I mean that's that was our singer, you know what I mean? And even when when all when he got arrested, it, we never even gave two thoughts about continuing on as we dying with him, you know, even the, or without him, even though you know, we, we wrote all the music and we, you know, we had performed, every, written and performed everything across the last several Asley Dying records. It's just, it would have felt unnatural either, either before or after to think about not doing it with him. So, um, 
things got things got tough personal like personality wise towards the end, but you know all of us were just trying to make it work. Is it strange to you that he may feel completely different than that? Different um, about maybe our role or his role? About him carrying on the band without you guys? No, that doesn't that doesn't strike me as as too weird because that's kind of in line with um, the nar- the narcissism that we've seen recently. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to go so far as to just I don't want to say that, but I mean, it, it. If you read the interviews or you know some of the even the statement that he that he posted on the Asbury Dying site, he. Um, he definitely underplayed a lot of a lot of the contributions of everybody else in the band. You know, we you know that we built that band just as much as he did. But I mean, I, I think that maybe you know when you're when you're in a position like him, you, you your mind goes into a million different places and things, and it seems like he's kind of thinking along the same lines as he, as he always has and. Who knows what he's going to do? But you know, in our hearts, we couldn't have we, we couldn't and wouldn't want to do that band without him. But I definitely don't think it's reciprocated, and that's fine. You know, we just we're just different types of people. Especially now, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just I think we were always a little bit different, but I think that's again with any band. There's ever you know it's a culmination of, of five different personalities, four or five different personalities. Yeah. And you just figure out how to meet in the middle, but. Yeah, because I think about I, I think about those. Uh, I guess you know Randy Blythe talked about that with his uh, problem with alcohol that he had for a while, where he was getting in fights with dudes on the bus and stuff like that, and he had to change the way that he was living and how it was going. Except he, you know, he didn't put on fifty pounds of muscle and get tattooed everywhere, and you know, he's what, got some tattoos, <laughs> a, few, a, a few, but but you know what I mean. It's like it figured out what was going on and changed and made it work. Whereas I don't think Tim ever got to that point or wasn't able to get to that point. Maybe now that's what is what'll happen. You know what's so so crazy about that is, um, or just bringing up that Randy thing is that we we were on that we were on that tour. That was our first time ever being in the UK in 2004. We were with Lamb of God when when um, when Mark and and Randy had gotten into that fight, and it was super gnarly. I was just like, man, these guys are are like really 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 gnarly, and just that they had strong personalities that were very different from each other and they took it out on each other in a very severe way who won the um, fight <laughs> i don't remember oh uh, come on i think mark won the fight because randy was hammered yeah and plus he's real skinny and stuff yeah well uh i think i, I think randy had like a few black eyes but i know mark didn't play the show in liverpool because of the shoulder or something uh. like that and we were just like whoa willie's playing this by himself like crazy but um the whole the reason i say it is because you know knowing those guys or just meeting those guys as their opening band, they were super cool. And I was like, Oh, all these guys are rad. And on the outside, just from meeting them the first time, I was like, man, those guys are like band of brothers. Like everything is tight. But then a few weeks later, we got to know them a little bit and we hung out a little bit more. And we, we kind of saw that side of them, like just being a real band and not getting along sometimes to the point where they got in a fight. And I was just like, Oh my God, like these guys like really have that whole band dynamic going on. But what's cool about Lamb of God is those guys have always been, the most professional, just professional guys that I, that I could think of. They, they were extremely yeah. different personalities back then, and they just, they worked it out. You know, they, they made that work. They, a lot of those guys overcame their demons, and just, I don't know, I, I've got nothing but respect for those guys, and it's just, I think every band has the, the um, every band has that crazy relationship with, with you know, 
with each other. And there's also some of those guys that have the capacity to do something that's pretty gnarly. You know, it just, it happened that, like, we were that band that somebody just, I mean, we aren't the only band that had a band member do something gnarly, but, I mean, we were one of them. Between you and me, Nick, uh, if my skinny-ass singer beat me up in a fight, I'd be on a steroid regime, like, the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If that's, if, if that's what you think is gonna is gonna get him back, but that's I don't know, that's kinda what, what is um interesting about it. Like if, if you guys are getting on fight, then the problem is, is a lot deeper than that, you know? Well you're you know? the you're a surfer dude, so do you have better abs than Tim? Well I guess it <laughs> Oh man, I guess it would depend on what stage of, of Tim we're talking about, you know. He 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 was extremely extremely fit for a solid year or two year or two when he was when he was very much into his gym culture stuff. And yeah, there was no way that guy, he, he was like shredded, but I mean, it was unnatural, you know? So were you like watching him like as he progressed and then you're like, Oh my God, the abs are about the same as mine now. And then like two <laughs> weeks later they got better. You know, I, 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 I just couldn't help but notice the progress he's making, but since him and I are the guys that were, were into health and fitness. We would go to the gym a lot and I would just see him just get, like unbelievably gnarly out of nowhere. And I was just like, oh my god! Like, what? Is, what's going on? What was he? Yeah, what was he benching? <laughs> a lot more than, than what I was doing. <laughs> we would, you know, we would go to the gym, and he would just. I would do my sets, and he would throw on like plates upon plates and do his sets. And I was like, dude, how did you get so strong all out of nowhere? So, um, which uh, which member of Woven War can you take? Yeah, uh, can can you beat up Shane or? Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, because if I were you, I would have chosen Shane half the voice and half because I could kick his ass if he doesn't fall in line. (laughs) Dude, well, Shane is a pretty massive guy. Like, he's he's 6'4", and he's, um, you know, he's he's a pretty... pretty, Really? Yeah, he's he's 6'4", and he's... I don't know how heavy he is, but he's he's really strong. Like, I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I never never realized he was that tall. I was like, damn. Yeah, no, Shane, Shane's a pretty massive guy, um, but luckily I, I do not foresee any of us getting to a point where we would even want to fight each other. And um, Oh, wait a minute. Now this makes sense. When Tim gets out, they got Shane to protect themselves from uh-huh. him. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Um, God, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> Dude, it's like the old circus <laughs> magazines. You remember those? Like, they used to be like Molly Crew versus Van Halen. You know, like someday that's going to be like the big headline. <laughs> you know, I think like, we've been on tour with bands sometimes where we had just like talked about you know which band would, would win in, a, in an overall band on band fight. But I can't, I can't think of, I can't think of a good response to a member on member fight. At least for. <laughs> At least for our band. Would, Everyone's got their own little tricks up their sleeves. It would, it would be so much like that Anchorman scene, you know, but better. No, see, Phil, <laughs> Phil's a big guy, but he hits everybody in the balls. It's just, <laughs> boom, it's his move. It's what he does every time. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, somebody's going to bust out their trident, and it's going to get way too gnarly. So, exactly. so was there, at any point, was there a thing, especially once, I, I imagine early on, you're like, my buddy Shane, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was there like, any consideration to kind of go, hey, I wonder if Tim will let us take the name, or did you know from the get-go this had to be continue. something different? From the get-go, we, we felt it had to be something different, because we we didn't want to continue on the, the band's name. Like, 
in spite of everything that Tim got in trouble for, like Tim, you know, the attempted murder and, and everything, like and the stuff that he needed to work on, it's just like, man, this guy was the singer of the band, and he wrote all the lyrics, and he just is a part of it. And I don't think myself nor the rest of the guys would have felt comfortable continuing to play those songs live, continuing to use the name when it just it wasn't, it's just not what it was. And we would rather just do something entirely new that that feels right and that our hearts are in instead of trying to salvage whatever, you know, whatever we could from the past. Now, Woven War is a very different thing musically as well. Is is it a case of we want to do something different and then the music followed? Or was it we're making some different music? We yeah, It makes sense that we call it something different. Well, I think for us, knowing that we were starting a different band, we um, we pretty much just removed all of the all of the limits we would have placed on ourselves in As Lay Dying, because in As Lay Dying, we were very mindful of what the sound of the band was. We knew what people liked of us and what they expected of us, so when we wrote an album, we always tried to honor that, you know, but still, as musicians, trying to, try to just expand and grow the sound and, and keep things creative and interesting for us, but in, in like, adhering to that specific sound and also with the limited abilities that we like you know that everyone had like we were always going to sound like that band um with woven war you know bringing shane in shane is a very he's a very talented guy you know he's a he's a great guitar player and uh, amazing songwriter and he's got this cool voice and and somebody who's that multifaceted i think that you know there's a lot more room to experiment with things and for us you know we jumped at the opportunity to just expand completely and just make music that that really didn't have any limits because there there was a new name, you know. So we we dictated what the band would sound like, um, and that that was what was so exciting to us was just making music because it was it was what every, like all the elements of what makes the band the band is what everyone does really well. Going into it, did it worry you to have to start basically from scratch again? I mean, after you had built such a uh, such a big well brand in as Lay dying. Yeah. Uh, was it worrisome to have to basically start from the beginning again with a new band? Yeah, well, you know, it was definitely, um, we're definitely a little, not, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the way to put it is, but we we are very aware of how long we have to go and, and how, how much we have, and how hard we have to work because, you know, we, we can't, we put in 10 years to get Asley dying to the level that, that, that it was at, you know, the band had yeah. been around for maybe 11 or 12 and it, it took forever. And those were, those were like, our good years, you know, when we were in our, in our young twenties or, you know, some of us were in our teens. <laughs> and we, we were totally stoked to just endure whatever miserable condition was thrown our way. It's like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. You know, who cares? But now we're straight up like, you know, in our thirties, like I'm, I'm 31 now, Jordan's 31. The rest of the guys are still in their twenties, but we're not exactly like young by any means. So the idea of, of having to start from the beginning and, and relive some of those experiences it's a little, it's a little, I don't know, it's, it's a little disheartening to just like, man, like even after all that work, we still still have to start here. But it's what, it's what I love. It's what all of us love, you know, and it's, I would rather spend the next 10 years of my life just, you know, slaving over, over trying to make the band work, you know, if we can, um, because it, it's just what my heart is into. And I would, I know that my quality of life would be way better if I was writing music and playing music that I, that I cared about with people that, that I love, you know, than just not doing that. 
So it's, it, it, is, it is a little bit um, daunting to think about how much work we have in front of us. We're like completely ready and um, I think mentally prepared for it all. I mean, you do have a leg up on a lot of bands starting now. Oh, I mean, absolutely! You, but but at the same time, that got hooks. Well, well, that too. <laughs> but the uh, you, you got a little bit of a leg up, but also you you've got a lot of history too, uh, obviously. So you're going to want to be talking about a lot of the past as well. But do you think it's going to be beneficial, or do you think it's going to be uh, something that's going to hold you guys back? I don't, I don't think it will. I don't think it will hold us back because we are a brand new band. You know, so where where we where we lose. What we had, what we had will also not keep us back. Hmm. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. This is a new thing, so hopefully people will be able to listen to it. And because it sounds so different, you know, hopefully it'll it'll you know get legs of its own. That's really all we can we can you know say because it's 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 so uneasy to just think about how much luck is involved with music because hmm. I, I know so many bands that are just insane. And so many musicians that I think are incredible. And I'm like, why isn't that band bigger? You know, I feel like this should be the biggest band in the world because everyone is like the sickest musician I've ever heard. And this, and they got great songs, you know, and everything works. And so there's just there's just no way to, to dictate what the masses will say or, you know, even like the, the niche audience that we, we had in the first place. So I guess we're just not worrying about it. We're just trying to do what we know we can do and hopefully do it well and hope that that kind of hard work, you know, does yield some sort of support, you know. I think we'd like to believe that there's there's just like a place in, in this world for uh, just like, you know, honest music and, and just riffs. You mentioned earlier that, that everybody in, or just about everybody in the band was going through their own sort of personal turmoil for the past year, related or unrelated to what was going on with Tim. Has most of that sort of resolved itself at this point? Do you guys feel like personally you're in a, a good spot? Yeah, you know, like the personal things that we have going on are there. It's, I, I would say, I would say no, but you know, I think we're, we're handling them better. And th- those are like things that, you know, like, I, I don't, I, like, out of respect to the other guys, I, I don't know if I can bring up, but you know, when, when people close to you get very, like, terminally ill or things like that, that's a, that's a different, like, sort of challenge that puts everything else into perspective. You know, it's like, oh, okay, like, the band fell apart and it's just like, you know, it's this big thing that I don't know what I'm going to do with my future, but this person that I loved one, or, or this loved one and this person that I, I really care about they're fighting for their lives. You know, that, that kind of stuff makes everything else seem quite arbitrary. And, you know, whether, like, it was relationships falling apart or people just, I don't know, people just dealing with their own issues, like, amongst the rest of us, it, it, was, it was a tough year. But I think because we went through all of that together, at this point in time, I feel like we, and it sounds like the ultimate cliche, but I feel like we're all, like, stronger and more mature individuals that have a better understanding of just how to handle those types of situations you do realize that another member of as i lay dying cannot go to jail because i mean it just <laughs> it just can't happen if so for money laundering or something like that you no know. even then no okay. no yeah i guess i guess we did get the whole like the whole novelty of just going to prison kind of taken away from us because yeah you're right that can't happen to anybody <laughs> <laughs> but you know what if you all get sent to jail and you get sent to the same jail with Tim, 
<laughs> that's not so bad. That, then that, it's a story. Yeah, Johnny Cash is Folsom Prison. He got nothing on that story. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's probably the like a you know a pretty hypothetical future. But I, I commend you for, <laughs> for being that creative with it. You know, there's a bunch of old fans that have been having that fantasy for the last like two months. You know. <laughs> see, see, I see a video in their future about. See, that's that's an idea for a video, is right. what it so is. So, is yeah. all rise a a, a, a recom, You know, the title, like because you guys have spent so much time in court. Um, you know, it's. I think the name is is was actually it wasn't intended to be any sort of slight or court reference. Um, I, I don't know where. I think it was a. Um, I think it was like a church service or something, uh, for. Or maybe like a like a holiday service that that one of us was at, where um, you know they say "all rise" and you just stand in, in like reverence and, and all that. And I I think that phrase just took out like "oh, all rise." That's like pretty cool. And we even for a brief moment, like some of us were trying to name the band that. Like, hey, what if it was just like "all rise"? But you know that ended up not panning out, and you know we we abandoned that pretty quick. But we just gave that song that name because that song deals with like a lot of. Um, lyrically, I think it deals with just perseverance and um, just just trying to like navigate through like a situation where where somebody or or like an institution or like I guess more specifically like a corporate entity like a record label would, would maybe ex, you know just kind of exploit you. And I think that was the root of the lyrics, but ultimately it it moved on a little bit more toward just anything that gets you down. So is it got Christian? sort of connotations as well or, no no so it's is not, that is that now in the past or is that going to be a part of woven war you know what's interesting is that that was always always something that was was tim's agenda you know tim like was very adamant about like hey this is the type of band we are and this is what i believe and this is what i write the lyrics about and you know if you trace the history of Fazley dying back and you read every interview we did like tim did the majority of the press so i mean you know as the 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 front man and the person that anyone identified with the flag that he was flying kind of got, kind of got put on us all. And I think our motives for playing music are the same as anyone else's. We love music and we love the, the art form and the expression. And we have no sort of religious agenda whatsoever in, in, in any of this music. I mean, I think by nature, all of us are pretty, um, pretty pretty positive people so there's a lot of optimism in lyrics but there's nothing i don't think there's nothing that anyone could point to as being like just an evangelical or or intent intensely like we're I, we're just not we're just not trying to share anything other than our music i guess yeah so you wouldn't you wouldn't say that you would label yourself a christian metal band like a, like some people do no i mean no. i wouldn't have labeled as late dying that but mm-hmm. that, that got put on us all the time and then Woven War is definitely not. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of our some of our lyrics even wrestle with with that kind of with the sentiment of people placing expectations on us based on who they thought we were, and then criticizing us when they when they found out otherwise. You know, and it's just unfair because, like, you know, people don't know you, but they think they do, and then the person that they think they know when doesn't they, when you, when you don't turn out to be, you know, as such, and they're just like. You know, they get on you and they judge you and they're harsh to you. And you're just like, dude, you didn't know me to begin with. So, like, take it easy. So when you guys were playing, you know, the the the, the, the festivals with band, other bands that were also... That were flying that flag. They were under that, that flag, moniker, yeah. Did, did the rest of you guys feel 
a part of that or did you feel not a part of it? You know, that, that's actually um, that's a good question because we were ex- some of us were extremely conflicted because all of us, everybody in the band had grown up or at least, you know, had a, a fair amount of their lives um, spent in, in just like a Christian church and a Christian home. And it was, it's a part of who we are. But, you know, you grow up and you grow a little bit older and sometimes, you know, while a lot of those values remain... You, I think you just naturally question question everything that you're taught, and you just you you challenge the the very notion of, of of the faith that you were taught to believe. And so for us, we we were fine being in those settings because it was like this isn't weird to me. Like I understand what like what these people are about, and I understand you know what they're saying. But I just don't know if if we all 100 percent are in line with with every single, you know, thing that they're, that, you know, that they're, that they're talking about, but we're here and we're, we're, I, I'm a guitar player. I'm here to play a show. And it's just, I feel a little uncomfortable because I feel like I'm not, I'm not the, the type of person that they want me to be, but I just don't know what to do. It's like, am I going to be, you know, are we going to sit out? Are we just going to sit this out and let the guys who do feel comfortable play the show? You know, it's just, it, it, was, it was a slippery slope. And I, and I think for some of us, we just felt like it was dishonest, but we played those shows again because that, that was a stigma that was put on us by the person that, for all practical purposes, was the the visual leader of the band. You know, our figurehead. So, so did he follow you guys as he sort of began to have these more, you know, more publicly, obviously, doubts about his Christianity? Was he following you guys? Were you guys having those philosophical discussions in the in the bus? Well, you know, what's crazy is it's like we never. And, and Tim took it upon himself to make this claim by saying, like, oh, yeah, none of those guys are Christians. But it was just like, man, you know what? Like, I think, I, I believe this, you know, and I, I believe this and this. Like, I, I absolutely think that we should all treat each other, you know, treat our neighbors as we would love to, or love our neighbors like, you know, we would love to be loved back in, in, in a very, like, layman, like, term of putting it. Like, there's a lot of things within Christianity that we, that we back, but then there were some things like, ah, I just don't know. Like, that just doesn't, resounded me like I don't know if that if that's necessarily something that that I agree in but never did that never did that come out of our mouth in the form of nah Christianity is not for us and it was just crazy because there was no answer it was just a lot of discussions and, and back and forth amongst ourselves and like things that we personally were, were thinking of but Tim is such a black and white person that for him he was all about it and then all of a sudden he's like you know what, this isn't for me anymore, and I'm going to sing about it, I'm going to talk about it, and since this isn't for me, like, my moral compass is gone, so I'm going to do all this stuff. And it just blew my mind, because I'm like, it, like the world is not as black and white as, as that, you know what I mean? Like, you can, you can have questions of your faith, and it doesn't mean that you have to completely abandon everything and, you know, all of a sudden do whatever it is that you think you can do, because you don't have to answer to anybody. Um, it just, it was something that he made more of a, of a deal than, than us. And I just think that what we're dealing with is natural. Like everyone, as you get older, you just question life. You question what you know. You question what you were taught to believe. And I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with doing that. But in doing that, I didn't feel, none of us really felt right to, to be, you know, for him to be outspoken about us being unanimously a Christian band. So it's, it's just super involved, man. Like I don't, I don't know how to, oh God, I don't know how to express the entirety of, of, that sort that part of our band but hopefully some of that makes sense no it definitely makes sense but it sounds like you guys had a much more mature way of 
kind of see in the world in general you know versus the because black and white to me seems like a like a 10 year old i like black and white well but i mean nothing there's i mean the world is gray man there's no the world is gray it's brown it's not it's 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 nothing has ever been black and white but you don't realize that until you start to get a little more mature and you and and age a little bit so that seems like a very mature way to 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 see things versus but black and white's much easier <laughs> it's a, a lot easier and and you know lands you in jail too <laughs> <laughs> well yeah well you know it's just but like that i think that it, it's funny because that that is kind of like um you know that that, that does reference like even even a, like a tenet of, of just like christianity you know the whole idea of like you can't be lukewarm you have to be either hot or cold yeah you know that that's black and white and that was one of those things that i'm like that doesn't that doesn't seem fair to me, you know. Like, I, so you have to be a hundred percent like into it, or you or not. Like, you can't just wonder if like this makes any sense or not. And that, that was one of those things that you know that we we would talk about and would come up in dis, you know in, in discussions. And I'm, I'm not trying to get like you know like a religious talk or anything like by any means. Oh but, come on, Nick. Might as well. No, Let's yeah. do it. If you don't if you don't believe, then you do, if you don't believe it all hundred percent, then you don't believe. Where do you stand? I mean, are you going to church on Sunday, or have you sort of gone? Yeah, I don't know, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah, well, I haven't I haven't gone to church in years, man. But okay. Like, yeah. What's cr- What's crazy is that it just it is it is such a black and white mentality. Christianity is, I mean, even based on that, and it's just like if you even are that person where you're like, oh, you know, what about like this? Like this just doesn't seem to be fair to me. I don't know. In that mentality, you know, like, because I did have that black and white mentality for a long time when I was a kid, and you just, you automatically assume that that person is not, they're not like you, and they don't have the same, they don't have the same values and morals and all of these things, and it just all, they're, they're, they're living a lifestyle that is, you know, in complete opposition of yours because they're not 100% in support of it. It's funny you said that, Nick, because it's funny because, like, you know, here in Texas, right, I have somebody over for dinner, I can't tell you the number of times somebody would say, Oh, he's a really good dude. He comes to my church every Sunday, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, as it, and it's said as if that is required to be a good person. You know what I mean? And then meanwhile, when I'm talking to people about, hey, who is Nick Hippa? What sort of thing should I ask Nick Hippa? Everybody says, Nick Hippa, nicest guy ever in the history of mankind. <laughs> and so, and, and here I'm finding out that you managed to do it without going to church every Sunday. <laughs> Oh well, uh, well. Thanks, thanks for saying that. Uh, but uh, you know, the, the thing is that just what's hard is that the name or the title, like it does, like you were saying, it goes such a such a long way in, in people's minds, and it, it it blows me away because you know, like somebody say, like, oh, he's such a good dude. I see him at my church every Sunday. Like that should mean nothing. You know, he's that doesn't mean that he's all of these things and not any of these things. It just means he goes to church on Sunday. And what's crazy is that, you know, when Tim took it upon himself to tell everyone that, like, you know, that, that oh, yeah, none of those guys are Christians, and, you know, I wasn't a Christian, and I was doing all this stuff because I just didn't have any sort of, like, you know, spiritual foundation or anything. You know, kids read that, like, young kids who just don't know any better and are like, oh, so these guys don't believe any of those things, so they're all of these other things, you know? And, and the reality is, I'm the same person that I am now, and I'm the same person that, you know, or the same person that they probably met three or four years ago. The only thing that changed is what somebody's, you know, the label somebody put on me. And because of that, like kids will either choose not to support our band or not even listen to it because they straight up think that we have changed as human beings because of that one thing. And that just, it's just sad to me because it just 
so much of it is unnecessary. Well, I can tell you now that All Rise is absolutely one of the, I mean, best songs of the year, maybe more than a year. What are we talking, like decade or something? I, I mean, the, I put them on my best of the list so far. And so. I had to hold off because, you know, about, what, 25, 30 years ago, Striper put out Always There For You. I thought it was a song about a girl, and I was way into it, and then I found out it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I refused to get burned again, so I needed to find out if all rise. Oh man, that is so, oh god, that is hilarious. Well, first of all, thank that that's so cool that that you like the song. Like, really, really appreciate it. And uh, that is a very funny. But dude, you're not you're not getting burnt at all. And if you want to ask me what any of the other songs are about. You know, just just for your own peace of mind, like I'd be happy to tell you. <laughs> I, when I get burned, I'll burn in hell. But other than that, <laughs> that's funny. No, I seriously, seriously, he was like worried. I played the song for him, and he's like. This is really good. It's it's no, it's not, is it? I'm like, I, had to, I don't know, man. We, I don't we, know. We, we're going through the really lyrics good. with a fine tooth comb. I can't tell you how many times we had to listen to that. <laughs> uh, YouTube, one, play that line again. <laughs> well, yeah, just um, just to put your put your worries to ease. The song is about the music <laughs> industry and 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 the the trials that Shane faced within it and so it has nothing to do with anything beyond that hey man but you know if you read something else into it if you see something else there it's up to, it's your interpretation <laughs> man shut up you know? okay. <laughs> <laughs> so nick we talked to ryan downey uh right after the alt press article came out and one of the things that he was saying was that there was a lot of stuff that tim said about metal blade that he didn't include in the article uh what has your relationship been with the label uh and and what has it been uh, with Wolvenmore, the relationship with Metal Blade has has always been great, man. Like Segel, Faley, like all everyone at Metal Blade has been a part of our extended family for a really long time, and they are also just on a on a professional level invested in our in our careers. You know, they they put a lot into Asley Dying, you know, to to help biz, build Asley Dying to what it became. So they were always there to to just lend us support the whole time, and. I know I had spoken with Ryan Downing, Downing, and he, you know, he had said that, you know, like, oh, I didn't include all the stuff that it could have, you know, that Tim said, and that that's, you know, that's fair, and I, I'm glad that he didn't because I know that in reading the interview, everything else that that he chose to to just bring up or, or say about everyone else was pretty far fetched, and especially as I know our situation and our dynamic and what he chose to say about us and how unreasonable and untrue it was, I was just, I would take anything that was in that interview as a response to a question, I would take it with an extreme grain of salt because it's not too far-fetched to think that somebody who is willing to calculate like a murder, you know, that, that, that person is always also mindful of misusing and abusing a public platform to speak. You just have to be aware of somebody like that. And I just think that, it's something that should be approached with, with trepidation, right? Did you just throw your hands up and go, God, not again when you read that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was ex- I was very, um, I think it was, we were all very just, we were just out of it at that point. Like, Dude, are, you, are you serious? This, this is coming out now after the heavy day we had in the courtroom? Like, the, the, that, the sentencing was brutal, man. It was, it was very emotionally draining, and we had just gotten out of that, and that thing had gotten released, and it just... It, it was it was his attempt to just point a finger at everyone else, you know, to to blame Megan for not handling, you know, 
their divorce that he instigated very well to, to blame, you know, his, his drug dealer to, to blame us, you know, and, and saying things like if we would have pulled him aside, maybe he wouldn't have gotten, you know, maybe he wouldn't have gotten that far when, you know, we know, we know that we had tried to help him many times, but even in the face of that, it's not right to just say all these people are responsible for this poor decision that I made. And that's what was hard. It was like, dude, after all this time, you still can't be accountable for your behavior. It, it, you know, it's just, it's just, to me, it was disappointing because it just showed no, no sign of, of change. And I, um, I was really, really bummed out about it. And I was super bummed that we even had to say something, you know? Yeah. I, I got to say your, your post on Facebook was brilliant at right after that article yes. came out if for no other reason than you were able to slide the word woven into the first paragraph so there's <laughs> kudos there's some seo right there man nice job <laughs> oh man uh you know, thanks dude and you know i just i think it's just it's, it's still just such an emotional thing to all of us and it's a personal situation and we and because it's so personal we would rather just not talk about it you know but now anytime like i like one of us does an interview you know, the, the, the two questions where we respond about him get taken into, those get put to a headline on some, in a post somewhere, you know? like Yeah, we'll take care oh. of that. No problem. Yeah, don't worry. We'll do that. We'll <laughs> get that one for you, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, this, this is like, you know, this person's statement, like, even though we're talking about all sorts of things, but things, like, somebody could be like, oh, like, so-and-so says this, you know, about, you know, about Tim again. And it just, it just sucks, because, like, dude, I, I'm not going to lie. I read comics all the time. I, dude, I'm a metal sucks every day. I'm just like, oh, what's going on? Oh, you got to listen to you the know, podcast like, now. Oh, dude, yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I think it's a great site, and I always enjoy just the content, because it's, it's informative, but it's always funny, and it's, it's just one of my favorite sites. But, you know, I read comments about us, and, and, you know, for someone to just be like, oh, yeah, I hate that one guitar player that just goes out of his way to always talk negatively about Tim. I'm just, you know, there's nothing I can do, because I, I almost want to say, like, hey, man, I'm just... I'm just trying to talk about our new band. Right. I'm talking about our new band, people want to touch on this subject. And of course, I'll, I'll ask anything that anybody, or I'll answer anything that anyone asks of me, but it's not my agenda to, to speak of, of him. You know, and I, I still have no desire to, to try and make him look like a, a bad guy. Like, he, you know, he's done all that for himself. It's just, it's just part of the necessary. It's part of the necessary step of, I guess, just yeah. well, I, your yeah, hand. absolutely. I, I think that you know, and Chuck and I have talked about this before. Where like you have to address it because if you don't, then this everybody else will take the story and do it. It's gonna get talked about. Yeah, let's have it happen on your terms. The only mistake you made is that you should have been here on our podcast like nine yeah, months the, ago. Y- yeah, yeah. But hey, bygones be bygones. All I gotta say. <laughs> If Shane does anything stupid, <laughs> call I, us up. You call got our number. Dude, please. <laughs> Can I get a promise on that? Of course. You guys you guys have my you guys have my number now. You guys have my contact in. Awesome. Right. So how is Megan doing? Um you know, Meg, Megan and the kids are um they're just they're honestly just learning how to live. That's all I can really say about it they yeah. their lives were, were ruined and it dude it's it's like truly tragic to see kids who you know already made it through you know through through ethiopia you know as as orphans and to see just to see them live in fear and i don't know just have to suffer again like that's that's just really tough man so you know we still love and support all of them and we we have their best interests in mind at all times and if they ever need any of that you know this thing that 
were there for him. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Go recap. And you were saying you were trying to. I, I see. This is the thing. If you, when you say, uh, uh, "Hey, we tried to help Tim a bunch of times. He doesn't even seem to have noticed." People are going to go like, "Yeah, what was it?" And the truth of the matter is, is that it really all it could have been is you guys going up and saying, "Dude, come on, dude," and that should be sufficient. What, what was it that you guys had done? Exactly that. It's just every time it's like, "Dude, what? What are you doing?" Like. This isn't right, you know. Like, think about think about your family. Think about think about the people that you are affecting by doing this. And you know, this this is I, I'm I'm definitely walking the line of of disclosing more than I, I feel comfortable with. But we had always had very strong strong sentiments that we shared with him whenever he would do things that we thought sucked. And even like when he decided to just straight up leave his family for another person. It was something that we sat in the bus with, with him and we're just like, dude, can't you just not do that, please? Or can you go to counseling, work out whatever your problems are? Like, just, can you try all of these things? And nobody understands this, you know, this person that they, that they have seen on the outside for so long, but he was very logically driven, uh, just relentless person when it came to, to fighting for things that he thought you thought should be and you just you, you it's i don't know how you would ever get through to somebody like that and we tried for years and tim had said that like you guys didn't reach out to him and talk to him once he got arrested my opinion is that you calling in the middle of the night waiting till somebody picks up and then hanging up should count <laughs> so <laughs> What, 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 did you did you not? Were you advised not to? I think he's well, was already said that a lot of that is bullshit. You well, know? I, well, I'm, I'm asking him to go on the record. Yeah, yeah. On the record, I talked to Tim for like a couple hours after he got out of prison. He and I were on the phone for a very long time. Josh talked to him like four or five times. Josh went to his house multiple times. Like, you know, Jordan went to his house a couple times, and that that is just one of those things where wow. it's like. When we released, when we released, or when I released that post that I, that I, you know, just pretty much kind of said like, hey, like, don't read into what he said, you know, 100 percent because there's a lot of untruth there. We didn't, we didn't want to get too into all the specifics. Like, no, he was lying about this. He was lying about this. You know, right. because that's just it, it. Just becomes really petty and overly dramatic. But those were 100 percent lies. You know, you you can you can talk to Josh. You can talk to any any of those guys. Oh, oh we want know. to. We, <laughs> yeah, like. They, like Josh, Josh sat with him, you know, at his parents' place where he was in house arrest, and talked to him for a while. Like, it's just, it was an attempt to just paint us in a in a light that would, you know, he knew that kids who who loved the band and who loved him would read that and immediately resent us. Yeah. And he, he he knew he knew what he was doing, and that's why I just thought it was so unfair because I had told him when I spoke to him, I let him know, I'm like, hey man, you you were impossible to get through for so long. And your decisions hurt a lot of people, but now they straight up ruined a family. And those, that's a family that we love, and we're going to support them. And, you know, while you figure out what it is you need to figure out, and while you rehabilitate yourself, like, these are the people that we are going to stand behind. That's what I told him. And he just, he chose not to, you know, not to share the truth in order to, I just compromise, like, what we are doing and trying to move forward in our lives. All, all we have been trying to do this entire time is just live our lives and do, do what it is that, that we want to do. Um, and just not say anything of, of his, of him or the situation, but he just, 
I don't know. He just thought that he, he needed to, to do that to us, maybe because he resents us in, in some degree, but I just think that that's unwarranted and unfair. Can I ask you one last as I lay down question, one transition question, and then one woven war question. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, honestly, I would have liked to talk way more about it. <laughs> all right, these are real quick ones. Oh, I know, I know. Quick ones. All right, so the first one is the Happy Father's Day tweet. Was that from Tim? Or was that from somebody else? You, well, I don't know if you guys, did you see the post he made on the As Lay Dying um, site a while ago? Yes, you guys did. Because yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. Because it, it blew your big, it blew you guys your really big rollout. That was like kick ass happening, and then and then he went and kind of pooped on it. Yeah, well, you know, and I, I thought what Metal Sucks did with that was so funny, and I think you dudes really managed to kind of get to the heart of what was going on there while making it, it like in, in an amusing thing, and that's one of the things I always thought was great about the site. Cool, but. In in our response to that, we kind of just let everyone know, like, hey, we don't have access to any of the social accounts. Like, no, like, we couldn't go onto the Asley Dying Facebook. We can't go onto the Asley Dying site or the Twitter or anything. Like, if we wanted to, like, those things are just frozen. And Tim seems to be the only one who who has access to it. So when that came out, that was another like throw our hands up in the air. Like, <laughs> this is kind of funny because you've got to be oh, kidding me. This is God. like. You did this. You know, Josh had sent us all a screenshot. And be like, what is this? And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, you are you serious? You know, but. Um, Facepalm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, total facepalm. Because it was just like, oh, my God. Like, why is this still happening? You know, like, stop making a joke out of yourself and out of our band. And just leave it be. Please. Don't say anything. Just leave, leave everything. We want to leave everything be. Please. Yeah. Everyone else, like, leave it be. In the short or in the long term, will Woven War be p- performing any songs from the As I Lay Day- Dying catalog for those fans? Uh, I'm sorry to say that we probably will not. But that is out of respect to this person who's, you know, we created music with for all those years. Like, those were his songs that, that you know, that he wrote. Those were songs that he wrote lyrics for, and it would just feel weird for us to have somebody else singing them, you know? So I don't, I don't know, just, we have no desire to, but it also, you know, stems from us just trying to move forward and not, not keeping ourselves in the past in any form. And, and last question, Shane has an O sleeper tattoo huge across his chest. Have you told him that he either must wear a shirt at all times while performing with woven war, or he has to get an even bigger woven war tattoo over the O sleeper tattoo. Up. Wait, Shane has an O sleeper tattoo on his chest. Doesn't um, he? Isn't it? I'm pretty sure he does. I've seen some pics. Yeah, he's got an O sleeper tattoo somewhere. I think it's like over his heart, maybe. I well, yeah, it's not a chest piece, but no, nah, man, Shane, Shane can do whatever he wants. You know, it's just. Will, I mean, at some will, point, will you get bummed out if he doesn't get a woven more tattoo that's bigger than the O sleeper tattoo? I think he needs to do it like Scrabble with the O. He puts the W O. Even if he end. doesn't, even if he just has it above, I guess you know I might take it personally if he didn't. You know what? This was something I never even thought about, but now you guys are firing me up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "Yo, dude, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? Come on, meet you at the <laughs> tattoo parlor. No <laughs> questions." <laughs> Well, dude, I gotta get, I gotta hand it to you, man. You guys have definitely taken the high road in all of this situation, and 
in the end, it, it's all about living well, right? That's the best. That's the best f you do that you can give to anybody is living well. And you guys have right. done a great job with the new woven wool record. Living muscular, and 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 it's 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 going to be nothing but good for you guys, man. I really think so. This song is awesome. I can't wait to hear the rest of the album. And the new one, the now the, that, the now Mason that, is great. Now so, that I'm yeah. assured that the album is Jesus free, I am <laughs> way into listening to this record. <laughs> Well, you know, cool. Thank you, guys. thank you guys so much, and thanks for um, even you know just letting me be on the podcast. It's it's cool to to be able to talk you know about some of this, and you know I, I definitely recognize that the fact that you know it's going to come out and it's going to be like oh like, Hicks said this about Tim. You know, it's just it's gonna it's gonna be one it's gonna be filed in, under the drama category, but hopefully people will listen to it and understand that the intention behind everything was never to to be a part of of such a dramatic you know thing we just kind of got pulled into it dude and I, we were trying i think sorry. that's i think that's evident from your posts and everything else man i don't think yeah. you, you know you can you can say it all you want but i mean honestly i think with the way that you've kind of presented yourself and and the rest of the band has been the just you've, you've already done that for a lot of ways you know people want the explanation and i'm good thank you very much for coming on the show thank for you that. yeah but I, I, th- I think you've handled that hands down already. i think chuck would agree with me we got to have an open door policy for you anytime anybody in your band fucks up you're more than welcome <laughs> to come on here and talk about it <laughs> Okay, well, we should also establish a contingency in case I'm the one that ends up, like, doing something, you know, gnarly. So, it's, in that case, you should speak to, like, Josh or something. Yeah, Josh. we're going to have to get his number before you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you, dude. The new album, when, when, when does it actually come out? When, when's, what's the drop date for it? August 5th. I believe. Okay, so August 5th, you guys are going to be on tour with Black Label Society starting in yes. July, which is awesome. And a lot of good things coming up for you guys. Man. Yeah, coming to Austin, to, right? They're, yeah, they're coming to Austin. Can so. we can yeah, we say well, hi? Of course. Let's go hang out. Let's go do something cool. Awesome. All right, cool. Uh, we're, we're we're incredible, incredibly dweeby in person, but yeah. you know, we'll we'll bring you tacos or something. Oh man, I don't I like I don't know. I'm a pretty Shane and I are probably like the nerdiest dudes you'll ever meet. So. <laughs> We'll, well, we'll get along fabulously. Maybe we can uh, maybe we sit down and have that Game of Thrones discussion after all. All right, <laughs> I gotta catch well, up. Awesome. <laughs> well, on that topic, I mean, Shane has read all of the books at least three or four times. I've read all the books. Like, dude, we're super into it. So yeah, I, I am one hundred percent into that idea. I read right. the books, but I hear they're full of spoilers. <laughs> yeah, don't let, don't let the books ruin the show for you. Yeah, right. No doubt. Uh, all right, Nick, dude. Thank you so much, man. We we definitely appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys.
That's the latest from Woven War. It's called The Mason on the Metal Sucks podcast, man. Dude, dude, dude. Everything we wanted to know. Freemasons. That's what it was. It was Freemasons. I had to look oh, it up. It, gotcha. it was a Freemason. Okay, never mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a. That's my personal. I had to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. No, I actually don't. It would be interesting if, like, the Woven War album, like, every song is just sort of tangentially related you know because if he's gonna do the secular thing it'd be kind of cool if they're doing the secular thing but they're hinting at stuff for the the the, the jesus lovers well if you listen to, like, to all come rise, listen to secular. yeah i mean if you listen yeah. to the lyrics in all rise you could interpret that that's why it was so close for you uh, was was because you I, could go I had well, to know. rise again rise again you know i mean I you wasn't could, gonna get burned again yeah i mean you could totally see where that could be interpreted as a christian sounding song uh-huh. and themes in there but we have been denied. Yes. Sorry, guys. Uh, we uh, we apologize to burst your bubble <laughs> in in the interview, man. Well, uh, I think that the, 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 those folks who are like the Jesus lovers, I think that Nick is, is said it just right. You know, yes, it had a time and a place, but we've grown up now. Yeah, you, and you don't. Have, they don't hate you, no. or they, and they're not trying to push you away or anything like right. that. But at the same time. Uh, you know, Christians have a problem in, in a lot of respects being Christian and, and not judging other people and and growing up and <laughs> I have a trouble doing that putting away childish things. <laughs> yes. Godless. We appreciate it as always. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you very much for uh, checking out this episode with Nick. It's just basically that's all we that's all we got time for. Yeah. Otherwise, we blow this thing into two hours worth, man. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Thank goodness. This I'm very so glad we went, we got the ch- chance to talk to Nick. And it was, Any idea uh, what we're doing next week? I have no idea now. Okay. It kind of blew our schedule. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think next week, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It's all good. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mean to throw you a curveball. You totally threw me a curveball. I don't know what we're doing. Well, I'll what are tell you, you talking what, about? If they follow you at Bearded Ape. That's true. Or me at Godless Speaks. We'll, uh, we'll or on Spotify, we'll tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, we've got the interviews in the bag with uh, Between the Bear and Me, and also uh, we're going to talk to Josh from 68. We're going to talk to uh, Deaf Heaven coming up. We're going to talk yeah. to a bunch of different bands. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes because you can get all this stuff come right to, right to your device, whether it's an iPad or iPhone or whatever. Yeah, I think we're on Stitcher. We're on a bunch of different uh, ones of those. So if you're looking for an RSS feed, go to uh, MetalSucks.net and you can get them all all right there on the podcast page at Metal Sucks. Spread the word for us. And, Spread uh, the word. Pass it on. If you think this was a halfway decent episode, you know, uh, send it uh, to other people. Did you? So pass it on. We would definitely appreciate it. I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this has been the Metal Sucks Podcast. Boys, you-